it's at this point that I think I'd better do something. So I pulled the coach in as close to the curb as possible, put on the hazards, announce over the tannoy that I'm going to help the burped out beetle man and hop out the cab onto the road. When I get to the man, I ask him if I can help. Can I help with anything? I say. Would you like to get back in your car? a sort of fizzing noise from somewhere between the backs of his nostril and the edges of his mouth, and then doing a little pointy tap dance with the sides of his shoes, he drums upon the rim of a large manhole cover just within foot reach. Open it, he spews scratchily. There's something quite compelling about this seething, gurning, corduroy coil of a man. So I hook my fingers into a couple of drainage slots in the heavy iron covering and yank it up from the road. Then, in a hissing conglobation, he rolls like an armadillo towards the manhole and drops softly down into its darkness. I wait for a plop, a splash, or a thud, but none comes. Then I look back at his car still running, and across by the curb the coach's hazard lights are still flashing, and all alongside an array of passengers' faces is pressed against the tinted glass, gawping incredulously at the scene. says Colmett, 
as he shakes the atmosphere all about. After I finish my task and load the sleeve of coffee down to the man, I start to notice that all about me, in front and behind, and in all the other lanes, dust carts are slow bumping men out of their vintage cars into manholes. And coach drivers, just like me, attending to these men, lowering down folders of streaky bacon, padded envelopes of scrambled egg and Rolodexes of toast, while their coaches idle and flash at the curbside. I summon Colmard again. What's going on? I yawp. He shushes, teeth glinting between his quivering orange lips. You'd better get that coach back on the road. You've got a ward to fill.